Hello, and welcome to Bridgeford Trust Company's Delivering Direction and Control podcast series. Our podcast series is designed to educate, challenge, and inspire listeners while keeping you updated on developments regarding modern trust law and powerful planning opportunities available, all in an effort to deliver direction and control to clients and their advisors. Hello, everyone. This is David Warren uh, back with another episode of our podcast series. Uh, Of course, I'm chairman of the board and one of the co-founders of Bridgeford Trust Company. Uh, Love the success that uh, we've had with the podcast series and uh, and the quality of of people that we've been able to interview. I think we have over 35 episodes now and the audience continues to grow. So for those of you who have been loyal listeners uh, of our podcast, I I really can't thank you enough. Um, This is probably the part of my job I enjoy the most is being able to connect with the thought leaders uh, and people in our industry that are making a difference. And, and doing big, big things and, and have big ideas. And, and today I'm with a, with a new friend, uh, Mike Mentali, uh, who is certainly somebody that falls into the category of what I, how I just described our guests. Um, he is an innovator for sure, and I'm, I'm really excited to have him tell you uh, his story. Um, and the story is, is such a successful one in the company that he started. He's CEO of Harbor Compliance. Uh, he started the company in 2012 with his uh, co- co-founder and CIO, Megan Dance. And um, it's interesting because our companies, Mike, I think I told you, we, we also started in 2012. Um, um, but, but I will note, though, uh, that I, Bridgeford, we, Bridgeford, have not yet received the accolades that you have. So for five times in a row, <clears throat> I see uh, you have, were given an award <clears throat> as one of the what, 500 fastest growing companies in the country or is that the world is given by Inc. Inc. Magazine, right? I-N-C dot. So, uh, Mike, that's amazing. And I got to tell you, you know, I, uh, I haven't won those awards. We haven't won those awards. So I'm a little envious and I will say jealous of your success. <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> well, tell me about I, that award. Like how did, what is, I mean, I'm not, to I, be honest, I wasn't even aware that it existed. Tell me about that. I think we, we, if I recall, started Maybe a month or two before you, so oh, okay, that, that's the that reason. Start, I think, probably made all the difference. <laughs> clearly, clearly, that makes me feel a lot better about everything. But no, just a, just a bit more about Mike. I mean, he he's is a really dynamic young guy who has a lot great success, um, and I've had a lot of fun getting to know him um, and and getting to know his company. And I think our listeners are going to be really interested to hear what he does. And the solutions he brings to the marketplace, particularly in the area of the dreaded Corporate Transparency Act that we've been you know, pummeled with for the last year and a half and how, how it's the end of the world. And well, I guess it's not the end of the world, but uh, it's been it's been hyped. That's for sure. And Mike's going to talk to you about uh, not what it is, because we all know what it is. And I'm tired of hearing about what it is. In fact, sometimes I'm even tired of talking about it, Mike. But Mike's going to talk to you about the solution they brought to the market. Maybe one of the first um, providers to actually tell the market, look, you don't need the panic. We have the solution. And and they were ready to go live um, right out of the gate. And we'll get to that in a second, because the story of Mike and how he got to coming to a conclusion and a, rather a solution for uh, the Corporate Transparency Act requirements is is just another uh, step in his great success. But even more exciting than the CTA or or the success of his company 
is that he is a drummer and, and is in Nashville, you know, looking for the opportunity to do some drumming, which I think is amazing. So I've always wanted to drum. And uh, so in addition to being envious of your awards, I also am envious of your ability to, to drum. So um, I'm, I, I'm, you're making me really feel bad about myself. But even, no, even no. more interesting, even more interesting is your pickleball. You're way more interesting than you put in your <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. But then you play pickleball and, and you've offered to teach me how to do that. So I'm excited to learn how to play pickleball. I don't think you're ever going to be able to teach me um, how to drum. And so, Mike, before I started getting into some great questions and having you talk to our audience about really all the, I think, amazing things that you've done, um, it's really interesting to note, especially for our friends in Lancaster, um, that Mike and I, uh, uh, we, he, he, he began this process renting a room from his now co-owner co of the company about two miles away from where I lived at the time, um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And, uh, and I love that story. And maybe that's where we can start. He also worked at the law firm that I almost went to. So at one point we could have actually worked together. So the, the crossing of paths and the similarities of our, our story is just amazing. And I'm going to start very with this quote. It's sure. a very small world, very small world. And I'm going to start with this, Mike. You, you had said to me when we met that, you know, what you do is not a, not really the, the sexiest way to make money. And I'm going to say now in light of the CTA, I actually think you're going to, you and your company are going to become pretty sexy after they understand what we're talking about. So Mike, Take us back to Lancaster. Take us back to the, the room you rented and how all this started. Absolutely, David. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. I uh, met uh, my partner when I when I moved to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, of all places. And I was at a law firm. My partner was at a global IT consulting firm. And we both saw uh, an opportunity and a need in the market, an underserved uh, portion of the market. And really saw how we could combine the experiences that we each had in our careers and and put it together to to innovate and and bring technology to this really old uh, and almost uh, stodgy and, and really legacy yeah. uh, service business of helping companies with all of the, the government red tape, all the filings from forming the entities through all the multi-state registrations yeah and you know we saw there was a uh, a lot of a lot of need yeah okay, let me ask you about that how did you did how did you determine that because it's interesting that you carved out such a huge niche with just i mean when did it occur to you that the law firms and accounting firms and trust companies like ours were sort of struggling with this yeah it's 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 something that really in unless a, unless somebody is in a, a legal function whether it's you know corporate uh, function at a law firm in a corporate department or mm -hmm. in in-house in maybe finance and, and accounting you know certainly touches on some of these areas uh, but it's often it's often a legal function and it's it's siloed across yeah. those different areas of the business and and that's what what we saw was that th there's not a central uh, a centralized, place where all of this is stored for a company mm -hmm. to have all these different disparate requirements and different processes that they have to follow. And it's really it lended itself really well to a software that put it all into one place and gave those different teams centralized visibility and a single source of truth for these, these areas that are different, but they're related. I like that single source of truth. It's interesting because it's really the same data that just has to be reported in different ways, right? 
it, 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 that's right. And, and when the data is, is housed by different functions, different departments, and it's not centralized, you have people maintaining the same set of data mm-hmm. uh, and it's not reusable across these different functions. So you have a lot of wasted effort in people maintaining data that somebody else oftentimes down, you know, in the same building or the same floor of a company down the hall, uh, they're doing the same work. Yeah. So, so duplicative. Well, we even, I mean, even at Bridgeford, we, we've seen that, which is why we're going to start using your company. Um, and I agree with you completely. There's this, and even when I practice law, it was incredible to me that lawyer, I mean, or paralegals, I should say, they're just sitting right next to each other doing duplicative work with the same information and didn't even realize it, you know? Um, well, I mean, before we get into, because I really want you to talk about your proprietary software. And I know, I know Megan is, is really a, the, 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 the architect of a lot of that. And I think that's what this is a huge differentiator of you guys in the marketplace, but I want to go back to your growth. I mean, all joking aside, I mean, I read an article about your company and, and it was, I, I mean, you, you literally started in one office, right? In 2012, a month before Richard. And I mean, how many total employees do you have right now? Yeah, when we started, it was my partner and I, and we remember the, the first employee we hired and how mm-hmm. it was a stretch and how it was a, you know, it's, it's financially, it was a stretch at the time. It, it, it was a, a big, a big responsibility that, sure. that we did not take lightly. And yeah. it, we were, we were, and still are a bootstrap business. Mm-hmm. And so a, a little bit unique in, in that being a technology company and not having raised many rounds and yeah. you know, tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars of, of capital. We, we bootstrapped the business and, and as such, we were able to really just focus on on our product and our on our, and on our clients and building at at the right pace for for the organization and not overextending ourselves in that regard. Yeah. Uh, of course, as you noted with with you know Inc. Five Hundred, Deloitte Five Hundred, you know Technology Fast Five Hundred Growth Awards. Uh, that was for North America. Okay. To North America. Wow. Previous okay. question about that. Yeah. That's of amazing. course, that's, that's a lot of fast growth, but that I would give, you know, I'd, I'd say, I'd say it's our product fit in, in the market. That is really a testament to why we've been able to achieve that fast growth is the need yeah. of companies and, and how, how the, you know, the technology delivered a solution. Yeah. And I want to talk more about technology, but I, you know, we struggle, I've struggled <clears throat> over the years a, a bit with Bridgeford. I mean, I'm in a similar role as a founder and, and, you know, my, my strong suit isn't necessarily, you know, strategic thinking around how to build out staff. And, you know, we, we, we've had some great growth too, but man, if you don't manage it right or, or get the right talent in, you know, I mean, for, for example, there's a point we're bringing in humbly so much new business, but we got to a point that we could collapse the company if we didn't find the right infrastructure quickly. This is, you know, six or seven years ago. And I would imagine at some point when you guys started to explode, I mean, maybe you, you, you saw the same problem. Like if you're not careful, you're going to stress the system and collapse your company. I mean, did you ever get to a point where you're like, man, I mean, you got to You got to You got to grow. You got to get people to get this work yeah. done. Right. Yeah, there, we we grew out of that that one room office, went down the hall into a two room office, and then to a different building that was a couple rooms, and then later that year the whole floor. And actually, that that year we went from I think 
20 employees to uh, 50 or 60 employees. <laughs> In and one I, year? Man. Yeah, we, we didn't have any Jeez. any management, any layers of, of, of you know, management of the infrastructure wow. to, to, to really sustain that. And, and I, I interviewed uh, every, every employee we hired that year myself. And Jeez. we actually maxed out that, that floor that we were on in, in the office. And uh, we had one room that was dedicated for uh, interviews and, you know, mm-hmm. it really any meeting that needed to happen. I, I, I had uh, a couple <laughs> HR conversations in the, in the stairwell because it was the, the <laughs> only place that was private. And of course this, this makes us sound really bad. Like we, we, we don't have, have our house in order, but uh we we no, it's just us, Mike. You can be honest. Nobody else is paying attention. <laughs> yeah, the, the growth was was really fun and and still is, and it and it was uh, it was a challenge at times. But you know that, of course, five six years uh, fast forwarded to where we are today, and we're over two hundred employees wow. and have you know and an an entire management uh, layer, uh, mm-hmm. an, exe- an executive team. Of of very capable uh, individuals and and I think one thing that's really helped us is that the first cohort I guess you could say of, of employees in the first uh, few years those employees are all with us today wow and so we have you know for a company that's been around for twelve years of course you know nine ten years is eight nine ten years is ten year right. But that is a lot of knowledge about the business. And we always used to say that Harbor Compliance was growing in dog years. We would, you know, one year was probably five or six at, at, at another company and certainly felt that way relative to our careers before we started the business and just how much we learned and how much, you know, not only the company would grow, in any given period of time, but also professionally, uh, how all of us as individuals, you know, just really had to grow in order to, to yeah. make that possible. Yeah. Well, I love the quote. I, I saw this and <laughs> you, you, our continued, this is from you, our continued growth reflects the increasing value of our service services and the agility of our employees. And I, I love that because that's kind of how I look at Bridgeford too. But you have a, a component, almost to me, almost a, like a secret secret weapon in, in Megan in that, and, and correct me if I if I misunderstood this in my conversations with her, but, but I, I think one of the reasons maybe why you didn't need to raise $100 million to get your company off the ground is because Megan was able to write a lot of the code, right, or, or at least create the the initial and ongoing um, technological infrastructure for you to 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 execute. Am I is that accurate? That's 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 accurate. And you know, funny enough, Megan, w- while having come from you know an IT background, she was at she was a project manager and would manage large teams in deploying projects in capital markets at some large banks but was not a, a programmer. And Interesting. You know, we, we really both learned all the skills that we needed when we started the business and Megan learned to learn to code wow. when, when we started. And she's, she's a force of nature. I mean, she, uh, she t- takes a, takes on a challenge and, and rips through it. Like, like no one else I, I know. And, just that that kind of ethic 
an approach to what whatever the business needs at that time is is what we are going to do. Yeah. Is, you know, of course, something that she has and that to credit our employees uh, and uh, and that, that quote that I that, that you just read, it's really our, our employees that, yeah. that are to yeah. you know, credit for, for the growth as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel like 100% the same about Bridgeford. I think that, you know, I'm humbled by the talent. You know, I mean, you know, you know that feeling, Mike, right? You start something from scratch. And then, you know, the first couple of hires, you almost have to sell them to come, right? Because they don't know if Richard's going to survive or if, if your company's going to survive. And I, and I remember, you know, using every sales skill I had to hire a couple of our first employees. And um, and now, thankfully, we're not there. And it's different people come to us and want jobs. But, I mean, I, I'm sure you had a similar experience. I remember there were times thinking, how am I going to convince somebody to jump on this little rocket ship when, you know, I can't promise them we were going to be alive, you know, six months or, or a year from now. You know, I mean, it's a hard conversation. Yeah. You don't have the the same benefits and, you know, it's, uh, you're not really able to compete in, in a lot of the ways with – with larger companies, but you find people who, who buy into that vision, people who are really excited by the opportunity to, to have, you know, a strong hand in, in growing something mm-hmm. extraordinary mm-hmm. Uh, from the ground up and find people that just have a fit for, for the, for the, the culture and the vision of the values. And, you know, it, if you, you find those people and, and it just clicks and yeah. they really help. help well, you don't let them go. That's the other thing too. Like, I don't know. I would imagine, I think we're very similar, although I'm a fair bit older than you, but I mean, I, you know, I, when you find the right people and the magic and it all clicks, then, you know, I become superstitious. I mean, there are people that have been with Bridgeford before we even had a name and I never want them to leave, you know, cause I, I look at them almost as like rabbit's feet or, or like the rabbit foot, you know, they, they, I mean, there's, there is a fair amount of luck that goes into starting a, a business from scratch. Um, not to say that you and I didn't uh, see a need in our respective marketplaces, but starting something from scratch is not easy. Right. And so anyway, I, I that's how I feel about the people that's been with us from the beginning. So. I agree with that. It's, am- it's an amazing ride. Well, let's transition. A couple of things I, I want you to talk more about. One, could you in and in in your your website and everything about you will be will be available to people to the audience when they when they click on this. But could you briefly describe exactly the services today that you do, including CTA, and then uh, and I, I want to get into the, your your um, technology a little bit. And then I really want to transition into to the vision that you had to be able to handle the CTA requirements. But but first, sure. go, go through your offering in particular, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start with, with what we do and then, you know, to make it tangible and then give you a little bit of an idea of how we do it. And, you know, you know, every business has to has to file with the secretary of state when they form, whether they're incorporating or whether they're forming an LLC uh, or another type of entity and then register in every state in which they do business. And they have to register with the Secretary of State, which is where the Division of Corporations is generally housed in a state, uh, different names in different states. And then if a business has employees, they have to get registered for the employer uh, payroll taxes. And if they have uh, sales tax, Nexus, they have to register for sales tax. And if they are in a regulated industry, then they layer that uh, on top of everything of 
of a business licensing uh, set of requirements, which can be at any any level. It can be at a federal, uh, state, or at a county or local level, and and then and then and then having a the the corporate records uh, in order that aren't necessarily filed with an agency, but that need to be maintained. And, you know, the, the company bylaws, operating agreement, uh, the amendments and resolutions and meeting minutes. And, and so kind of that, that whole suite. So what we do is we help companies manage all that. And we approach it from having underlying technology that, that drives the all of those processes in storing all the information and having it in a single place where we can now use that, that data to, to push it out into any of these various places where a company may need to report mm-hmm. or complete a filing with an agency. Well, what's amazing on that point is because, you know, we obviously we, <laughs> it's a big part of, I mean, it's a big part of trust planning for sure. But I mean, the problem is, and you've solved it through technology, is that every state has a different set of rules. I mean, even for us, we had to register in California as we operate there. And I, I, I was shocked at how different it was when we registered in Florida. So your job is to keep up with all that, or your company's job is to know the nuances of state to state, when things change, and then and then to implement that in your technology. I mean, I mean, it's de- highly detailed, nuanced stuff you have to be on top of. It is. And, and look, I mean, it is not, you know, we talked about how it's not sexy or glamorous. It's also not rocket science in that any one of these uh, processes, uh, I'm not going to overstate that they're terribly complex, but it's, it's, it's what you pointed out that every jurisdiction has their own requirements, their own processes, their own forms and fees and keeping track of, of all of it is is difficult and re, and researching what the requirements are and how to complete everything that needs to be done is time right. consuming. Well, and how not to screw it up. I'll use that word instead of another word I was going to use. I mean, because that's that's when we transition to talk about the CTA. I mean, if if you know, if if a Bridgeford gets this wrong as a registered agent, um, or if whom, or, or some, or Uncle Tom, who's a registered agent in a given state, forgets to file something, this becomes a huge headache. And you know, we we've seen it firsthand. And and now, you know, as our listeners, I'm sure know because they've heard it for a year and a half. I mean, if in this, if the CTA requirements are missed, that's a serious problem. So I think that, <clears throat> I mean, you sexy glamorous or whatever, but it's pretty vital to the life blood of business operations to get this correct. And that's where I think your company shines because it's just, you know, again, maybe it's not rocket science, but if you get it wrong, you you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, look, there's, of course, uh, there's penalties and there's fines and there's, there's all the issues and, you know, the corporate transparency act, the federal agency, FinCEN has put out some, some pretty costly penalties and, You know, there is civil or criminal, right? And, but I think that e- even even when you're just looking kind of at the other side of it is is to be able to, 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 you know, to be licensed in a jurisdiction and to be registered properly with with the various agencies uh, is is really an op- it's a way to pursue a business opportunity in that location and 
of course, we're we're looking to minim, minimize the risk and 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 not face the you know any penalties. But 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 looking at it more positively, like we are we are able to as a company pursue a business opportunity to grow uh, to do something, whether it's whether it's hire an employee or it's uh, sell uh, a new service line or uh, make a, make an acquisition. Any of those business needs, you know, meeting the government requirements is 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 necessary to be able to to be able to do those things. Yeah, let's touch on briefly the the technology again um, because I really want to springboard into the what you're doing in the CTA world. But you know, there's a in the interest. I, I, I there's another line here that I thought was really interesting about. Um, this is Harbor, Harbor Compliance leverages its technology to continue scaling, um, allowing people to work remotely. But it's all about keeping the technology in, engaged. And, you know, when you talk about how you, how you did that with CTA, I think our audience is going to be really impressed. But so so you, you I mean, you and Megan, I guess, in particular, I mean, you're, you're constantly finding new software, building new software. I mean, because what you explained to me when we met in South Beach was just how much of it is automated, right? And it's not like a bunch of people pushing paper around and, and uh, you know, and uh, relying on some, some guy in Florida to not get it wrong. I mean, this is, this is highly, highly driven by technology. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is, an, and it has to be. There's no way, there would, would be no way to perform work at this volume and at this scale if it was manual. And, you know, we have about 50,000 clients and we are processing uh, just a, 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 a massive volume of, of filings with, with agencies in all these different jurisdictions. The only way to do that is through technology that A, tracks the dates and knows the right methods to file. And, and B, is able to take data from from the software for a given company and and reuse it uh, and push that out to to the agencies when these filings are are needed and when they're due. Yeah, yeah. No, I, so I get. It. I mean, but but you built it though. I mean, it's. I mean, we understand the need for the technology, but that's where I think you shine against whomever competitors are out there. Is that you and Megan built it mostly proprietary, which I think is really impressive. That's right, and, and really, I, I want to take it take it down to the most foundational level. Uh, the software is built upon a reference database, proprietary reference database that that we built. Wow! And okay. this inc- this is really our data set of of the government requirements in all the different jurisdictions, which, as you noted, they vary by by state or by location, but also. They vary by type of entity, whether it's an LLC or a corporation or a nonprofit or a partnership, and those are just four. But there are there are many many uh, types of entities, and and then also a lot of the the requirements are dictated by specific information about the companies. For instance, an annual report due date in many many states is driven by when that entity was initially registered in that state and or when its fiscal year end is. And so there's some some details about the company that we have to layer on top of the the, the government's requirements, the government requirements, in order to know what needs to be done and when. Right. 
No, I mean it's again. You, you said it. It's, it's while it's not rocket science, as I as I said, it is it is vital <clears throat> to the operation of businesses. And I, I just love what you've built. So so let's transition though into the CTA because I, I think that um, and I, I say it somewhat sarcastically, but you know I don't know if if this was just a quiet year in the news and the financial world, but I mean everybody did a seminar on CTA. I did some, as in fact, and the reality is it isn't even that complicated, but somehow people were able to talk about it for two hours. And, and I think what struck me about it is, A, I don't, I don't think the CTA is rocket science. I also am not even sure the CTA is going to be able to accomplish what it's set out to. I'm still not certain that the data is going to be able to be handled because there's going to be millions and millions and millions of filings in the next like, whatever, and probably ongoing. And so, I mean, I have some really interesting opinions about the whole thing. And it's not they're not politically driven. It just seems like a tremendous undertaking for an agency that I'm not sure has the has the wherewithal to even manage all this. So when we when the threat of 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 you know big fines and jail time, I mean, I don't know. It's like the IRS. How are they even going to keep track of it? But that those opinions, notwithstanding. Standing, um, and the fact that my colleagues have run around with their head like a chicken with their head cut off, screaming that uh, this is the the worst thing that's ever happened in the United States. A first, I don't think it's the worst thing that's ever happened in the United States. B, I don't think it's anything like CRS, which is the mandatory reporting requirement in the international world. And and I ultimately don't don't believe that this information that's going to be ga- is being gathered is going to somehow be shared with other countries. But again, so I think I think the hysteria is a little a little misplaced doesn't matter though people are worried about it so i, I maybe i I'm, I'm downplaying it because i've analyzed it but it's an issue that people have to deal with you started to build a solution long before this went live so talk about first of all what what, what made you well obviously you, i'm sure you paid attention to what was going on in the media but i'm so intrigued that you were ready to rock and roll on this day one absolutely we the software that that we built is really at its at its core a way for, for 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 companies to securely provide the information to us, for us to securely store that information, and then for us to use it for any filing that may be needed. And within that, we we make the information collection process from companies really easy. And in a lot of ways, we automate because our software is integrated with every Secretary of State database nationwide. And so we're able to, to, to display to our clients, our law firms, our accounting firm partners, and their clients, and them, where companies are registered to do business, where they're not, where they're in good standing, and where they're not. And they can see the information that's on file with those agencies because we, we take that, we ingest that data, and we display it to them in the software. And we're able to, 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 to also use that information as, as the starting point. And so when we have to send a request for information to clients, it's in, in the most usable format that, that we believe is possible. So they can just upload it. It's, 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 it's not a pain in the ass. They can just do it seamlessly. Yeah, and, and a lot of that information is already in there because we have it. And, and I talked a bit about company company records and you know us tracking who the shareholders and the officers, directors, uh, members and managers of, of companies are. We've had this information for our clients for a very long time. And of course, there are some nuances with the Corporate Transparency Act that, that we've 
looked at and we've had to make adjustments to to, to collect some of the additional mm-hmm. information that's needed. But we have the underlying data. And so now we're able to go to our clients and say, this is a, a new regulation. Uh, this is one that we're, we're gonna, going to take care of for you. We have uh, the vast majority of the data already. Here's some additional information that we need from you. And we're able to, com- to complete the filing in, in a way that causes the absolute minimal disruption to their business. Because, you know, I won't weigh in on kind of the, the, the reason for the regulation and whether it's going to accomplish a- any oh, of that. Oh, come on. Get, get, get controversial. Come on. That's fun. <laughs> I'll leave that to you. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that uh, like our, our, our singular focus here is just is making that information collection process, storage, and filing easy. And, yeah. and so, you know, re- integrating with, with agencies has been something that we've been doing, uh, and, and you, know, you know, for a very long time. And a single agency where they also provide an API, yeah, and yeah, right, they make yeah. the integration very simple. It's relative to the other technology integrations we've built, this one is 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 very easy yeah because there's a portal no i get that i was going to ask you about that i'm glad you brought that up no i i love it you know and i as as i've said in different ways so far in our conversation it's you know while while the rest of the world was running around crying about the problem you got busy solving it and i think you you and your team and and you made you and megan in particular i mean you should you should be proud of that and um it was great uh, you know to have have jack be be able to to talk about it and and that's kind of where i'm pivoting uh with with our conversation today because i mean it's yeah i always tell people you don't don't bring me the problem bring me the solution right and you brought the solution you didn't run around crying about the problem so i think you should be congratulated for that for sure yeah well we had a lot of conversations with people where it's almost academic you know Mm -hmm. it's theoretical Mm -hmm. there's a lot of doubt about whether the requirements would get pushed yeah. and mm-hmm. we had to be ready uh, either way. And the, you know, the FinCEN agency provided a little bit of an extension on the time frame for new entities that are being formed to, to file. And they extended it from 30 days to 90 days after the entity is formed. So that, that definitely, provided some breathing room for, for people, but the requirements went live and we were ready to support people. And see, I'll be honest. I didn't, and I, again, I think that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't think it would go live. I I actually thought they were going to have to push it. And just because, and again, I'm still not sure they have the infrastructure to handle all the information, but you know, and I, and this is where I, I don't mind being a bit controversial because I was kind of disgusted by it. I mean, when this first thing came out, I did a, 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 I was on some panel here in, in Miami for Step Miami. And, you know, it was amazing and almost embarrassing, I think, that they, they come out with this this new allegedly scary regu- reporting regulation. And there was, there was so much uncertainty and so many negative comments about, you know, all the comments on the legislation. And it's like, man, in the eyes of the world, the United States couldn't bring something to market that was understandable and discernible in, the, in its early stages. And, I mean, they didn't have this problem with CRS and, and these other mandatory reporting regimes around the world. And, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I have to say, like, I was getting irritated as this kept – because it kept – we didn't know this. This is changing. That's changing. Oh, my gosh. Everybody has – all these professionals are having comments, and now they have to adjust it. And like for like almost a year, it was a bit of a 
of a, of a joke, you know? And I think, yeah, we can't, we can't as a nation come up with a, a, a heightened reporting scheme to make sure we're avoiding bad actors and nefarious people without having so much drama around it. I mean, there was a lot of drama. I don't know how many comments, hundreds of comments, hundreds of thousands of comments, I think at one point, were people criticizing the initial legislation. To me, that's ridiculous. But none, nonetheless, I mean, again, you, you guys put your head down, followed along, and figured out what the requirements now are. But yeah, I, I'm a bit surprised that it went live. I didn't think they would be ready so yeah. and, well, you know, it's, yeah i think i think the, the the united states was also behind a lot of mm-hmm. other countries in having a regulation absolutely. like this absolutely and, absolutely I you know, it, it certainly uh is is going to affect uh a very high percent of of businesses in the u.s about you know 33 million it's been kind of the estimate that most people seem oh, to wow. have settled yeah. on uh, that that are going to have to file. And, and I think it's 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 interesting that it, it, it's not just a one-time event no, either. And right. I think there was a misconception about that, that it's just going to be, you file this initial report, but but actually any any of the information that changes or if, if anything was was filed incorrectly, uh, a piece of data was not was not right or or a beneficial owner was not included, then that needs to be corrected. Uh, and so there's correction reports, there's there's updated reports anytime an address changes or uh, a beneficial owner changes or a driver's license or passport for one of the owners expires or any of that information. So no, it's insane. I mean, to me, it's, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I mean, it's the, 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 the responsibility to report this stuff correctly is just astounding to me, um, especially given the threats of, of, of punishment, right? And so, I mean, what you're doing, as I said, is really essential. And maybe it is sexy. I mean, I joked earlier, um, maybe what you, you were doing before wasn't so sexy, but your company is going to be the sexiest person in the room. And, and certainly Jack was when he talked about it. So I, again, I applaud you for what you're doing. I have a lot of passion for people who solve problems instead of bitch and complain about them. So I'm I, sure I, I, he I will appreciate hearing that. No, uh, he, he was great. He was, sure he, knows. he was great. But yeah, look, we, we see that, uh, this again, it, it, there, there, there's, there, there are a lot of questions that, that companies are going to have about, you know, are they exempt? Uh, there's, there's a list of exemptions, uh, though it, they are in the grand scheme, pretty narrow. And there's going to be questions about, is so and so a per you know on on in the company a beneficial owner, and it's not just you know your shareholders, your 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 officers. It's also uh, you know it all, it also can be other individuals who have uh, important decision making control over the business. So I think that's where the the law firms are uniquely positioned to provide advice uh, and counsel their clients because. We're not a law firm, and we don't provide legal legal advice to our clients. But as those companies have the answers and they have the clarity they need, that's where I believe a technology is best positioned to to collect the to collect the information, to securely store it, uh, to complete the initial filing, and then have that for for future filing. So it doesn't require putting all of the information in again or emailing it over uh, to somebody. Because again, this, this is sensitive data. I mean, there's, you know, there's uh, date of births, uh, passport, driver's license scans for individuals. So 
data security is is really an important consideration when we're dealing with you know this this sort of data which raises i think maybe the last the point last point i wanted to hit with you in in a question that i have gotten <clears throat> i mean all over the world i mean you know we have people who who have U.S. entities that were established as sort of blocker entities uh, for the, the trusts that we deal with for our international clients. And, you know, the, the constant question was two. One, what's the United States going to do with this information, right? Which is a fair question. So far, the answer is nothing, meaning they're not going to share it, right, with any other nation or, or they're not going to create a database where people can, you know, search stuff. I, at least that's what I've heard recently. But the other question, which is probably more compelling, is, well, what safeguards are in place to avoid a data breach, right? I mean, we saw the Pandora Papers. We know about the Panama Papers. There's whatever other papers that have been, you know, there's these massive, da massive data breaches at trust companies or law firms or whatever. And so I get that a lot. Like, what's going on? Is FinCEN able, even able to, to avoid a hack and all of a sudden, you know, 35 million, <laughs> not to be dramatic, but whatever you said, 33 million uh, uh, data, data points are released into the New York Times or something, right? So, so that's in something that's, I mean, I'm worried. I mean, I, I will be honest and um, if not, I'm not trying to be controversial, but that's, that's something that I am worried about. I mean, Bridgeford, you know, we become a player in our industry. We're attacked constantly, right? But it's for, for people who are trying to pierce our, our, our um, whatever we call firewalls or whatever you call it. And so, I mean, this is some pretty sensitive information now that is concentrated in one location. So, when I, and I, I don't, you know, I've asked that question when I speak on it. Like, okay, a data breach right now on something like this with all this data, it would be devastating to businesses across the, around the world. And so, I mean, I don't know if, as you have built your infrastructure, I mean, I'm sure you guys, I'm not, I'm not questioning your security, but I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, this is, this is a serious, we've got a whole big pile of information in one spot, right? So now what? Yeah, absolutely. It's a major concern and, and it, it is not just FinCEN either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are states that are now adopting their own. Yeah. Could you talk about could you, New York, New York in particular, right? Could you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. New York passed, uh, passed, you know, their, their own version uh, and, we foresee that that other states uh, will follow suit, and they they, they want to again just know who's who's behind the entities. So there's not uh, yeah, there's which not is shell, fine. Shell corporations, but, is, but isn't it duplicative though? I mean, I guess my that's one. I, I to be really honest, I, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I don't know why a state like New York needs needs their own version of CTA um, because you know I presumably I, I would. I don't, well, I guess if it isn't shared and they need their own, but man, talk about a duplicative problem. So we get these businesses that have to report and yeah. multiple, I mean, good God. I mean, I, I mean, and then if you don't do it, you're going to get go to jail. Right. I mean, this is becoming kind of sublime in my mind. It is, it is, it's definitely, you know, just increasing at a, at a rate that businesses are really going to feel. And, you know, uh, there is already qu quite a lot of, of of overlap in the information that that companies have to to provide to the government agencies, but uh, you know, again, look, we we want we want to be able to to, to deliver a solution to people so that they can get on with their business with minimal interruption and be able to leverage the one to many, uh, have the 
have the information in one place and, and be able to get that pushed out to all the agencies for all the different filings they need. And you've done it. And and despite the fact that I'm trying to get you to become controversial, you refuse. And I do respect that. <laughs> uh, but all, all joking aside, listen, I, I, I'll say it again. I'm, I'm extraordinarily impressed with what you've done, not just from a visionary business owner perspective, but you are solving problems for people. And the CTA is a problem <clears throat> for people. Um, and, and they're still, even now in mid, almost mid January, there's still so many people who really don't know what it is. I mean, I, I was at an event last night and some, some buddy that I respect a lot was like, well, so do I need to worry about this? I'm like, yeah, okay. You're asking me now. Yeah. You need to worry about it. You should have started thinking about it <laughs> a little while ago. And I actually gave him, gave him your company's name anyway. So the, the, the point I'm making is I love, I love what you're doing. Um, I love that uh, that we've been able to work together in different ways and uh, getting getting to know you. I mean, I have a lot of respect for you professionally and personally. And you know, for our audience, please take take a look at their websites, uh, take a look at the services that they do. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that actually, what they are doing is pretty sexy right now because it's essential um, across the board for all of us who are business owners that are running businesses. And um, you know, Mike personally, hang out, being able to spend some time with you, you were so gracious uh, with my daughter Sydney. She was really impressed with you and. Uh, Looking forward to more time together and also doing great work together because we, we have some some vision to, of how we can implement what you do for us at Bridgeford and also the other uh, companies and private trust companies that we serve. So before we let you, uh, I mean, I, is there anything I can get you to say that's controversial before we let you let you go back to your your <laughs> day? Your upset, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really appreciate the uh, you know the, the you know all, all the kind words and and really right back at you. I, I have, have been very impressed by, by the service that you built at, at Bridgeford and the, the impact that, that you're having in, in the trust community. And it's a pleasure to be on the, on the show today. And, you know, we'll, we'll get this behind us so that we can, uh, you know, get onto the pickleball court. You know, the other thing that everybody's talking about is the yeah. game of pickleball. Yeah, I'm a little intimidated. I know you were like a tennis star or something. I mean, I told you I was racquetball and squash, and you know, I don't have the the, the you, you have a much larger or what do they call wing wingspan. So I, I think you're probably will 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 crush me, but I'll catch up. A big game, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But again, everybody, um, it's Mike Montali. His company is Harbor Compliance. Check it out. You're going to need them one way or another, particularly with the CTA stuff. So. Um, Mike, thanks again for the professional collaboration and the growing friendship and for being here today. David, thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Thanks again for listening to Bridgeford Trust Company's Delivering Direction and Control podcast series. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to keep posted on when new episodes are added. And for more information, you can visit us online at bridgefordtrust.com.